You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Episode 13, Freedom of the Press, Part 2. With a world-bearing witness to the terrorism of Vladimir Putin, it's essential to revisit the case against highly decorated NSA Air Force linguist Reality Winner. In 2017, Reality Winner was charged with leaking proof of Russian interference in the 2016 election, a fact well-documented in the Mueller report. When Reality exposed that truth to the American public, it was embarrassing to Trump because it put his victory in question. Calling Reality a terrorist and convicting her under the Espionage Act of 1917 was the Trump administration's way of saving face and burying the truth. Reality received the longest prison sentence ever imposed for the unauthorized release of government information, five years and three months. And it's important to remember, Reality did not leak U.S. secrets to a foreign enemy, nor was she seeking any personal benefit whatsoever. Reality had a singular goal, to help protect democracy. I'm Sally Horchow. And I'm Dori Berenstein. And this is Reality. Last episode, we spoke with journalists Trevor Trim and Kevin Gustola about how Reality's case highlights the reasons freedom of the press is essential to our democracy. This episode will continue to explore how increasingly harsh prosecution of whistleblowers can silence important conversations about the state of our country. Trevor Tim, co-founder and the executive director of the Freedom of the Press Foundation and co-founder of Stand for Reality, explains how The Intercept mishandled the information leaked by Reality, leading to her swift arrest. The Intercept uh, made some serious mistakes. They themselves have admitted in, in you know, how they handled the, the documents that the reality had sent them and how they went about um, confirming those documents. But it, it's also a, a good lesson in the fact that it is very hard for whistleblowers um, to come forward without risk. One of the most fascinating parts of this case for those people who were tracking really closely was the very fine-tuned ability of the U.S. government to now figure out um, exactly who is accessing exactly what document at exactly what time and in exactly what place. And so what this essentially means is that 
you know, even if reality or in a host of other cases, you know, essentially did everything uh, perfectly on their side and the news organizations did perfectly um, on their on their side as well. Um, it means the government is still potentially able to figure out who these sources are, you know. So if you can imagine if there was, you know, a thousand suspects, you know, a thousand people who had access to this particular document, um, but that only three, they, the government can tell that only three people had access to the document around the time period that a story came out, and the government's um, suspect pool, uh, you know, shrinks very rapidly. While The Intercept made mistakes, which they've acknowledged, the truth is that the government has built up a system that makes it almost impossible for whistleblowers to come forward and for journalists to provide sufficient protection for their sources. And it is um, increasingly a very tough situation for sources and whistleblowers who in many cases feel the need to, um, to come forward to journalists because going through internal channels um, just won't work for one particular reason or another. And it ends up meaning that that these brave people essentially have to throw away their livelihoods, in many ways their lives, uh, to expose um, government wrongdoing. Um, and it just shouldn't be that way. You know, there should be a way for uh, these people, if they want to go this route, to be able to tell a jury um, that this was in the public interest and that this shouldn't be um, prosecuted. The fact that the government spends billions of dollars a year attempting to, to root out um, the sources of journalists is, in my mind, quite disturbing when they could be spending that money on, on accountability. Kevin Gastola, journalist for the Shadowproof Press, agrees. In reality's case in particular, it can go very wrong. It can come out that even if that's not the reason why you get caught by the government. The journalists involved are responsible and play a role in making it easier for the government to unearth you as a source. And you never want that. You never want to be caught talking to a government official, giving them information that eventually helps them get to your source. Uh, you never want to inform on your source. Uh, you want to be on the side of your source as long as they're not hurting and doing something violent to other people. And you want to be careful about what kinds of information you share as far as copies of the records that might be passed on to you by a source, because there are markings on these pages. That's what got Reality Winner in trouble is that the they were able to see the markings on the page and they were able to go so far as to connect it to the specific printer that Reality Winner used in order to take that document. And so uh, journalists have to be very careful. Uh, the duty to their source is to make sure that they're taking steps that are not going to put their sources in a more vulnerable situation than they already are. Uh, you have to be realistic and you have to be upfront with your source and and say, uh, I think you should say, uh, do you have a lawyer? You should have a lawyer before you talk with us. You should have somebody who's advised you on the risks that you're taking before you pass along this information. The system is essentially set up to catch whistleblowers and those who do make the choice to come forward are doing so at immense personal risk. 
So you really put in a position where you are going to prefer not to talk about what you did. And that's intentional because I don't think they want debate. Uh, the government has a way of, whether it's Barack Obama or Donald Trump, of insisting on national security and military matters, uh, foreign policy matters, that they set the narrative, they set the spectrum of debate. They expect that the uh, media, the establishment media or the mainstream media, however you want to view it, will have conversations within the spectrum of debate that they are willing to allow. Uh, you will hear from public officials that they are frustrated if the media is having a conversation they do not want to participate in. And so what happens is whistleblowers come forward and they force discussions on issues that are not being had. And that's why I find them to be so worthy of support because uh, so often you'll see uh, officials in, our, our, in the White House uh, for either party, depending on who's in control, working in tandem with people who are on cable news shows, working on Sunday morning television shows uh, together to, you know, they claim that they're informing us about what's happening in the world. And then a whistleblower comes forward and immediately they want to push that person aside or attack that messenger because that person wants to have a different discussion than they're having. As we learned in the previous episode, how much power a person holds in Washington, D.C. is the deciding factor in the severity of their prosecution. People like Reality Winner get punished because they're just a contractor working for the NSA. And obviously, if they wanted to come forward and share their experience and allege corruption and wrongdoing, they're gonna have a difficult time going to an inspector general. They're going to have a difficult time going to Congress, uh, getting somebody who's uh, a leader of a committee, let's say an intelligence committee or an armed services committee uh, or foreign affairs committee. They're going to have a difficult time calling up the New York Times or Washington Post and convincing them that they're in a position to know what is happening people are gonna doubt them as to whether they're a credible source because of their position. Those who are high ranking, those are the ones that get away with being able to leak. Uh, and they're able to abuse their position in order to take advantage of their access to state secrets in a way that you don't normally see lower level people do. For Kevin, reality's case is just one more example of a larger cultural issue within the government that has collectively made whistleblowers and journalists the enemy, regardless of who controls the White House. I know that it's difficult for people to believe because of what Reality Winner was exposing and, and how uh, the intention of it was to really show that, okay, there was hacking and Donald Trump doesn't want us to talk about this and we should talk about it. I do think it is worth emphasizing that there is much more continuity between Obama, Trump, and, and then now even to Joe Biden than many of us would like to admit because it forces us to ask ourselves a lot harder questions. If it is true that Donald Trump was doing something extraordinary to Reality Winner, then we only have to find a way to correct a small group of people and remove them.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Kevin adds that the excessive prosecution of whistleblowers is much greater than the treatment by one administration. It's actually endemic to how our government operates. But if it's a cultural issue, within government and if basically across the board, no matter who they want running the White House, they are inclined to crush and crack down on whistleblowers, then we have a harsh problem. We have something that we really have to fix. Um, and and then we have to recognize that there are, are bigger issues at stake here than whether somebody can come forward and tell the truth. There are these so-called third rail subjects in which you're not allowed to touch if you are working in government. And, and if you do, then you're immediately going to be known, uh, your character will be attacked, uh, they'll try to label you a traitor, and you won't be invited back to a position in Washington, DC. And so I think that uh, by and large, you couldn't spend time on why Donald Trump wanted to make sure that Reality Winner was convicted and sent to prison. Although I would quibble with that just a little bit and say, you can understand why Jeff Sessions, when he was attorney general, was not willing to show mercy to Reality Winner and let her go to, let's say, have probation and maybe just never work as a contractor for whoever she was hired to work for ever again. And you can see why Bill Barr wouldn't show her any mercy and make sure that during a pandemic, she's not allowed compassionate release from prison, even though she's making a representation that uh, she's vulnerable because of a lung condition or, or, or whatever she's suffering from. And to me, it fits into a uh, timeline that I've been able to cover from 20, going before 2010 all the way up to now, that just shows this intensity in which just the, the Justice Department is willing to keep chipping away at whatever ability people have in government to defend themselves if they want to be sources for journalists. In recent months, with a growing conflict in Ukraine, it has become clear why the Trump administration has wanted to bury any evidence of Russian interference in the election. Reality's lawyer, Alison Grinter Allen, explains how both are connected. 
I think that the that the Trump-Putin collaborative was the driving force behind um, reality's prosecution and reality's treatment. And the message that it sent was really the intended message, and that is do not step out of line, don't call your leaders to account, and don't say anything about government collusion with this Russian interference. And that's why I think a really, really swift change of course is necessary because if people are going to be emboldened to call out really un-American behavior when they see it, if people are going to be emboldened to tell the American people the truth because the American people deserve it, I think they know, whistleblowers know, people who are going to do that know that there's going to be problems on the outset. Whenever you speak truth to power, there are problems. But in order for the truth to win out, it has to win out quickly. We need to see it happen immediately and if it's going to be seen as a correction. So this can't be a historical footnote. It has to be a very current and very strong and unambiguous statement. And it's really, really important to call it out and to be unwavering about it. And we're seeing these manipulative lies and these tactics spill over into countries that aren't us and aren't Ukraine. I mean, we're seeing Hungary's government destabilized by whether um, fealty to Putin or or democracy is going to be the the defining ethos in Hungary too. I mean, we're seeing this sort of crisis of foreign policy morality really happen all over the developed world. The rule of law is really, really inconvenient for powerful kleptocrats, and it always, always will be. And it used to be much easier to see agendaed maneuvers like this for what they were, but Putin has this way of co-opting this populist rhetoric that really makes authoritarianism shinier, look more popular and look more um, legitimate. And that's really scary because, because the mechanisms by which we decide whether government or any kind of political action is legitimate is democracy and is the rule of law. Without that, we're in really tough shape. Kevin Gastola agrees. So I'm going to give you a complex answer simply because I also believe that the players in this are also existent on the Western side um, in U.S. and Europe and that they engage in a fair amount of cyber warfare as well. And so I think what Reality Winner points to, if there's any lesson to take away, is the fragility of democracy if you have global powers that are fighting each other. And if there's a message, it is that we have to find some way to coexist because you can't have uh, democracies where uh, the, the United States is meddling in democratic elections in another country. And you can't have peace if Russia is meddling in elections in another country or China is meddling in elections in another country. And you have to find some way to set some kind of boundaries on what is allowed. 
uh, which we don't have a public debate about. We we don't know this this whole idea of being able to fight wars in cyberspace is a relatively new concept. For the most part, uh, in all of human history, wars were fought in meat space, for lack of a better word. You know, if it, actual people in on the ground uh, deployed, whether it was through the air or on on the ground, people weren't doing it by way of uh, electronic or or digital transmission and trying to disrupt the infrastructure of countries, trying to undermine the ability of people to exercise their will and elect who they wanted to represent them. You know, there's been focus on the ability of Russia to spread propaganda, uh, but, the, but the U.S. has uh, a lot of control over the information that it shares and spreads within the media as well. And so I think, you know, what I take away from reality winner and, and coming forward is one, it's it's a message of if an official is going to come forward and make claims about what they did or did not do in an election, and you think that you see something that shows that they are lying, then you have an obligation to come forward and tell people that it doesn't match. So if Donald Trump's going around and saying that well, I don't think it's possible that Russia could have hacked the election, but then you have report that is in front of you that suggests differently, then you feel motivated to put it out there so that people can see that, you know, Donald Trump shouldn't be so confident that there wasn't really any issues, uh, that, that government agencies weren't concerned, that they weren't linking certain actions back to a foreign power. But on the other hand, I think it also points to the need for us to have more open debate about how far we want this to go as far as cyber warfare, because we start to get into things that are really, really scary. Allison Grinter Allen concurs. I think that for a very long time, the, the United States has, has tread really carefully around what the Russian regime might think. And our messaging has been really cautious and we've not wanted to upset anybody. And I think that the tide has shifted. I mean, Biden has come out and demanded prosecutions for war crimes and and the, the genocide that we've seen in the streets of Ukraine. We can continue that messaging and we can continue and stand really firmly against Russian interference, not only in Ukraine, but here. And, and part of that should be a very strong statement with a pardon for reality winner and for those that told the truth about Russian interference. support reality by signing her petition for clemency at standwithreality.org. Please join us for the next episode of This Is Reality and make sure to check out all the podcasts on the Broadway Podcast Network. We're incredibly grateful to our special guests, Trevor Tim, Kevin Gastola, and Allison Grinter Allen. Reality's interrogation by the FBI was captured in the critically acclaimed Broadway show, Is This a Room? Conceived and directed by Tina Satter. This podcast is created, written, and produced by Dory Berenstein, Sally Horchow, Rebecca Aparicio, and the Broadway Podcast Network. Sound engineers are Alan Seals and Kimberly Garris. Podcast editor is Alan Seals. 
Executive producer is Liz Armstrong. This is Reality is part of the Gotham's Fiscal Sponsorship Program under the Sound and Light Project. Please join us for our next episode of This is Reality by following and finding out more information on bpn.fm slash thisisreality. And finally, special thanks to Bea Westby and the rest of the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.